Hey, what is going on, everyone? It is Adilo Piro back at it again with the latest installment of the 20th and Bike Podcast, a Colorado Rocky-centric podcast powered by Mile High Sports. Hope everybody is doing well on this Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday, right? Oh, my gosh. I, I know we're, we've kind of stepped out of the COVID world a little bit, you know, able to go downtown, go to restaurants, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm still getting my days all mixed up just because we're not in that full-on groove. But... Hope everybody is doing well here on this uh, afternoon, 10.25 in the morning is when I'm recording this. Yeah, Tuesday, September 29th. If I just uh, maybe looked at the top of my cellular device, I could pick up on that. But um, yeah, we got to, unfortunately, I don't want to say like a Debbie Downer show today, but it's like we're going to have to address some of the hard-hitting questions that the Colorado Rockies are presented with right now as they are you know, at the start of the 2020 offseason heading into 2021. Uh, there's plenty of issues, you know, that run deep into this team that, you know, are going to have to be addressed if they want to remain competitive. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, if the Rockies can be competitive or if they should really just consider tearing it all down as well. So um, a lot to get into here today. But um, before we dive into it, guys, I want to tell you about my friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. They do an absolutely phenomenal job, guys. As you know, I work in the sports betting industry. I do a variety of different things. And of course, doing my content creation over here at My Life Sports. But, you know, so like betting, daily fantasy, that kind of stuff is always on my mind when I'm talking about the Rockies or I'm talking about, you know, the Broncos or the Nuggets. And, you know, I say this every podcast. I remember when I was a you know junior, senior in high school, sitting down and, you know, the one table with my buddies, you know, looking at our phones, whatever, and just talking about the games before. And, like, just one lasting impression I have from back then is the DraftKings logo. The DK logo with the crown and all that kind of stuff. So uh, they've just done an absolutely phenomenal job of laying the foundation to be the real big-time players, you know, for the foreseeable future. They already are right now, but, I mean, you know, uh, it's going to take some time to, you know, get that big grasp on a market that's brand new, and they've really set themselves up to do that. So be sure to check out our friends online over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And I'll be telling you guys about a promo that they have going on, which I think you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, and like I always like to say, guys, you know, sports betting is legal here in Colorado. It is time to get in on the action. So check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, guys. They do a phenomenal job. But um, oh, I guess we have to talk about the Rockies today, don't we? You know, and it's just, it's sad. I've, you know, the Nuggets lost, Broncos are done. Like, we went from, like, being extremely optimistic down to just being, like, what the hell is going on in Colorado sports? Like, I saw the Rapids even had, like, a handful of positive COVID tests, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. And this is kind of why I like the betting aspect of it, because as bad as bad as these teams are locally, you know, you can still have fun betting against them or betting for them or, you know, betting some of the other games and all that kind of stuff. So just got to throw that out there, you know, just because uh, the local team suck doesn't mean your bank account has to suck. You know, you could uh, get out there and, and make these bets, right? But um, oof, speaking of bets, we'll start here. The Rockies finished with 26 wins. And depending on where you place your bets, their over-under win total was at 26.5 or 27. So they fell just right right under that which is absolutely berserk so i i I honestly was pretty big on the over i kind of thought the over was a lock if i'm being truthfully honest like and i mean it looked like it was for a hot minute there they started out 11 and 3 and they won like 15 games 15 more games or whatever that is whatever the math is down the stretch to finish with 26 i mean that is just that's impressive that's that's impressive i mean i remember there was an opportunity not an opportunity but there was a point in the season where the rockies had the best record in all of baseball, not just the National League, all of baseball. And they essentially had to play 500 baseball down the stretch over the last, like, 40, 30-ish games or something like that. 
And not only did they fail to play 500 baseball, they they ended up like five or six spots out of a postseason spot. When they're oh my gosh, in a season where there is an extra wild card team and just they they grabbed the bulls by the horns at the start of the season. It started out, it, it was almost like a miniature. It's just it's so strange because you know here was my theory in regards to the over under win total and all this kind of stuff and just just my thinking of why I thought the Rockies maybe had an outside chance to make the postseason. You know they're notorious for starting starting hot. You know those first forty to sixty games in a traditional season, the Rockies are damn good. You know they usually start to fade off there at the beginning of June, July. Um, and I was like, okay, so you're going to be taking the, the best part of the Rockies, which is that first 40 to 60 game stretch. And that's all you're going to play with in the regular season. And the thought process was correct to start off because they start, like I said, they went out 11 and three. And then it's just almost like, instead of continuing to ride that wave, it's almost like their mental clock told them like, oh, like, Hey, this is a quarter of the shortened season. Like now it's time for us to fall off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just, it's so strange because it was just a textbook Rocky season just in a shorter version. Like, it, it couldn't have been more typical for the Colorado Rockies this season. So, uh, But obviously that leads us to these questions about where the franchise should go. Like, what direction should they take? You know, and I actually just wrote a column about this on MyLifeSports.com. It might be up online by the time you guys are listening to this podcast. Um, but I, I, pre- I basically present three questions. It's, what do you do with Nolan Arenado? Should Jeff Rivich be on the hot seat? And should you tear it all down? And I think... All three of those questions can be answered with a simple yes, but also go hand in hand with one another. Because, like in my personal opinion, I think Nolan is as good as gone. Uh, whether it's he gets flipped for this offseason or he opts out after 2021, uh, I would be, I'm like 95% sure he's gone. We'll put it there. Like Maybe there's like a small, like, I, I don't know why he would stay here. I would not want to stay here if I was him. He's Unless he's just a hypocrite or something like that, because he's literally talked about his entire career, you know, when I've talked to him and, and the scrums and all that kind of stuff that... All he wants to do is win. You know, he does, he's not interested in being the best player of all time for a franchise. He cares about rings and, and winning and hardware. And I think it's very, very clear at this point as he gets to be close to the age of 30 that that ship has sailed for him in Colorado. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, their pitching staff is dis- just disastrous right now. And, and they just have a lot of issues through and through collectively as an organization. So what do you do with Nolan Arenado? I mean, and the unfortunate thing is, like, you want to probably trade him to get something in return. You can't just let you know, the best player in franchise history walk for nothing. But, you know, his trade value has been damaged because of his public feud with Jeff Breidich. And then, of course, um, he's making he's scheduled to make $35 million uh, next season and can opt out right after that. So that's a steep price to pay for any team. You know, I'm sure teams are going to be interested in paying that price, but they're not going to want to, you know, give up some serious prospects or draft picks or anything like that. So, you know, Jeff Breidich has himself in a little bit of a pickle, and he's had himself in a pickle over the last two years, so that's that's what I, I need to talk about, too. You know, the Rockies are are in this position as much as I, you know, the Montforts are... Gosh, I'm like, now I got me thinking about, like, how I worded this in the article. If I The Montforts are not great owners in a competitive standpoint, okay? They're great owners in the standpoint of we're going to be able to build a nice community, an incredible bar park, and establish a great family fun atmosphere. That's the Montforts are great for. They're good in a business sense. But when it comes down to being competitive, they they don't know left from right. They really, really don't. And, and the guy that they have in there, Jeff Breidich, doesn't seem to know left from right either because he has swung and missed. He he, he struck out the he struck out looking like 10 times in a row with his free agent signings. The man has literally not signed one good free agent. 
Or actually, he has one. Greg Holland. Greg Holland was nice for the Rockies for one year, and Wade Davis was nice for the Rockies for one year, but the totality of the life of the contract for Davis was putrid. I mean, he just got designated for assignment. Wade Davis. Jeff Breidich's signings have single-handedly crippled this team. Single-handedly, because the Momforts entrusted in Breidich, you know, over the last four or five off-seasons to, quote, grow responsibly, as he likes to say. And they opened up the peck, the, the, the checking book. You know, they signed Arenado to the extension. They went out and signed Brian Shaw, Jake McGee to an extension, Wade Davis, who I mentioned, Greg Holland got paid, uh, Daniel Murphy got paid. You know, so it's not like they were penny-pinching, you know. It's just it happens that they did open up the pocketbook there for a little bit, and what they spent wasn't just serviceable. It was it was not – you could – it was ridiculous. I mean, it's, it was putrid, the output that they got from some of these guys. I mean, you like – it was like – it was amateur ball with some of these guys. Like Jake McGee, Brian Shaw, I mean, they just looked awful. Mike Dunn, you remember him? Oh, my. I mean, he literally up and retired after playing for the Rockies, man. You know, and letting Murphy or signing Murphy while letting LeMahieu go for the same price—it's just—it's a headache, you know. And I think Jeff Bradich is a good guy, you know, but it's like he has to shoulder the load for some of this because you know these are signings that, and he was using money given to him at, at his disposal from the owners, and and he just really hasn't done anything with it, and and that's got to be extremely frustrating. I mean, it is extremely frustrating. Um, so. I just I don't know what they do right now. You know, with Bryant, should he be on the hot seat? Hot seat. I absolutely think he should be. Um, and especially with all these critical decisions coming up about you know Nolan Arenado. What do you do with Trevor Story? What do you do with Charlie Blackman? You know, we'll talk about that too. But um, I, I definitely want to tell you guys about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook for a minute because, like I said, they have an incredible promotion going on right now. Week three of football season is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week four. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add, to add to the excitement of Week 4, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the app now because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place $1, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick up any team during week four, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code MHS during sign-up. For limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. And that's a good way to kind of segue into, you know, what, what should the Rockies do? Should they try to parlay, you know, using a little betting term? It's like if you get rid of Nolan, you parlay that into maybe making some other deals? Because the way that I look at it, you know, they have some decent pieces to potentially build for the long haul. Nothing great. You know, their prospects, you know, their farm system is pretty much depleted. Um, you know, all their top prospects are up in the big leagues right now. Sam Hilliard, Brandon Rogers. you know, Freeland's not a prospect. But, I mean, those those two guys in Freeland and Ro- or in, um, Rogers and Hilliard, you know, you can build around them to a degree. And I think Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, Antonio Sentatella, you know, those are all nice options. I don't, I don't know where John Gray fits into this, but... The Rockies don't have a legitimate number one or two starter. They have like four or five number three and four starters. You know, guys that are just middle of the pack guys. And 
you know, I think in a way it's a disservice to guys like Charlie Blackman and David Dahl and Trevor Story to just keep them around, you know, if they don't want to, I'm not trying to say they want out, but it's like, I, I kind of don't want out, if, especially if you trade Nolan, I think to, to me, that's kind of waving the white flag, because if you couldn't win with Nolan, you know, what makes you think that you're going to be able to win without him, unless you're adding some serious, you know, pieces to the pitching staff, which I don't envision happening. So, you know, that's another critical, you know, aspect to keep an eye on here as the Rockies decide, you know, as they progress here through the offseason is how are they going to handle their other big stars? Because Charlie Blackman, I think a team would, you know, would they bring Charlie Blackman in for a year or two, you know, if they're right there on the cusp? He's a, he's a solid hitter. He can play the corner outfield. Maybe an American League team, you use him as a DH. You know, Trevor Story, that's a guy that can fetch a nice price right now. I know he's close to being a free agent, but I mean, this is a guy that is just getting started in the prime of his career. As is David Dahl, you know, the only questions with him is his health. But, um, you know, the Rockies have some real assets on their roster if they do want to go that route and blow it up and recoup the farm system and rebuild it up from the ground up and all that. But I, I think if they're going to go that route, I think you got to get rid of Jeff Breidich and let a fresh regime do it. And one thing with the Montforts is they don't, you know, they like their guys. They're, they're comfortable, you know, with where they're at. And like I said, winning is not of the utmost, certain, you know, priority for the Rockies. They're very comfortable just you know, filling up the stands in a normal year, getting people drinking beer and eating hot dogs, you know, and having your family be able to go to three, four games a year, you know, that's, and and that's fine. It serves a nice role here for the community. But, you know, I always like to say the Rockies uh, during the summertime are, you know, probably Colorado's number one source of consistent entertainment when they're in town. um, But they're never viewed as a truly competitive ball club. That's why, you know, the ratio of Rockies fans to other teams fans, you know, is sometimes close to 50-50. Sometimes it's even more if it's teams like the Dodgers or the Giants. And um, that's just kind of the reality of the situation if you're a fan of the Rockies and if you cover the team. And it's unfortunate. You know, I wish this team would be competitive every single year. But it seems like 2021 might be another struggle for this club, if I'm being truthfully honest. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's 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 pretty much a, a nice little general view of, of what the Rockies are going to have to do this offseason. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get too into it because I do want to see how the World Series plays out. And obviously that's when the hot stove really gets started. But those are the three questions, guys, is what do you do with Nolan Arenado? Is Jeff Brightest on the hot seat? And what do you do with the rest of the roster? Uh, these are the three glaring questions that the Rockies are being faced with right now. And they're going to have to address them here sooner rather than later. So, We'll see how they handle it. But um, that's going to do it for me, guys. I want to thank you guys so, so much for listening to this installment of the 20th of Blake podcast. As always, presented by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to check out our friends over online at DraftKings. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We will be back all throughout the offseason with um, podcasts, articles, all that good stuff. So be sure to stay locked on to uh, milehighsports.com. And if you guys want to follow my work, you can uh, catch me on across social media at media by AP. Uh, my work online, milehighsports.com, and of course, my work online as well with denversportsbetting.com. But that's going to do it for me, folks. I want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you later.